Go. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> Damn it, Anthony. You jumped the yeah. queue. Um, <laughs> see, every time before every episode, every week, Anthony is always there trying to put me off. And then I've hit record. And there you go. You witnessed it. This is what... Is there a number I can call? You know, how do I how do I get my grievances across? But okay. no, and it's staying you're... in. I don't care about editing. It's staying in. We don't edit shit anymore. We're too lazy for that. Yeah. But you are here once again. Welcome back to this week's this week in wrestling. Except it's from last week because it's, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It means we're late. Like yeah, <laughs> like super like late. Two days late. Like real late. Um, so we're going to be talking about okay. wrestling. Shows that happened ages ago. By the time you listen to this, you know, Raw will have happened for this week. Dynamite will have happened for this week. NXT. That's why we'll make night it nice one, and clear. Like, of Stand and Deliver will have happened for this week. Yeah. We'll make it nice and clear. So, Carl, do you want to kick off with last week's Raw? <laughs> <laughs> so, in last week in wrestling, um, starting off with Raw, the card um, for last week was uh, Lashley puts out a hit. On Drew McIntyre, if anyone takes him out on a little date, they get the WrestleMania title shot that should be afforded to Drew. Riddle took on Sheamus in the opening contest, with Sheamus picking up the win, leading to a match at WrestleMania. Um, We had Braun Strowman taking on Jackson Riker, with Braun Strowman picking up the win. We had an episode of the Dare Cheat, for some reason. I think, oh yeah, it was the debut of uh, Hey Hey... Hop hop or something. Um, no, but it wasn't um, wasn't Miss TV this week. It was the Dare Cheats. Yeah, you for those know. who but keep I, track. For those who are doing like... your Dare Cheat or Miss TV bingo cards, it was the Dare Cheat this week. It was. Um, we then got Lashley taking on former member of the Hair Business, Shelton Benjamin, because the Hair Business are all broken up now. Um, we had the New Day game night. I shit you not. We had AJ um, taking on Xavier Woods. Uh, with Xavier Woods winning via disqualification. We had Shayna Baszler taking on Naomi, with Naomi winning, which was random, because she hasn't done shit since she's come back. Yeah, strange. We had the Asuka and Ray Ripley contract signing, because every now and again, you've got to sign contracts for certain matches, but not others, um, with uh, Ray, Ray Ripley and Asuka signing Taking the contract. The yeah. <laughs> um, we had Drew McIntyre taking on Ricochet after he kicks off on the whole locker room about, you know, people not stepping up for some reason and taking him out. So he fights Ricochet because obviously he wants to take him out and McIntyre beats him. And then Mustafa Ali comes down and tries to take him out and Drew, you know, beats him as well. And that is the card. Um, I'm glad he put a hit out on Drew McIntyre. That's going to be worthwhile storytelling. Yeah, Mm. exactly. Um, So basically, pretty piss poor episode of Raw. In terms of highlights, this is how... Low of the barrel, I'm scraping. <laughs> MVP Love was it. on commentary this week, and I've no idea why, but he was good. So it gets a Where highlight from Joe? me. Where was Joe? Not Joe. Um, so, yeah, MVP was on commentary. Sound. That's a highlight. Um, cool. So the segments with Drew McIntyre calling out the locker room. Um, you class that as a highlight? I mean, if you look at the notes, it says, Drew calling out the locker room was decent, I guess. Um and it was decent, I guess. You know, on a very lackluster episode of Raw, that was something which, I don't know, what did it achieve? It buried most of the roster. 
but it made Drew look good, and I'm a Drew. Hey, it buried so. the people who were already on the ground, mate. Let's be honest. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> yeah, he just trod on the graves of all the other dead superstars. Um, he just went but, around and beat up Raw Underground. That's what he did, basically. Um, now, for me, I was like, I don't like the concept of like Drew encouraging it. Mm. It was like because it kind of makes me go, well, aren't you a face? So like, if you were on the receiving end, say Bobby Lashley called out a hit on Shelton Benjamin because he was upset with him. Are you going to be one of the people who come out at the request of Bobby Lashley to beat someone up? Like, it's not about any sort of cowardice or anything. It's about not being a dick. So, like, why why is Drew encouraging, like, calling, calling the roster for not coming out and trying to deal with him? It's like, well, maybe they're not dickheads. Do you think of that? <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, for me, the reason they kind of scraped the highlights was more the fact that, you know, it was the first time in a long time we've had a, the type of segment where it felt as though people did actually exist in a backstage environment <laughs> and there was a locker room and people are there and it wasn't just a case of, you know, these matches get made by Adam Pearce maybe in this alternate fucking universe and the wrestlers just show up and we haven't actually Pierce filled, <laughs> we haven't actually filled, you know, two hours of this three hour show. So we just let shit happen off the cuff. And instead it felt a bit more like, well, okay, you know, stuff exists. It felt a bit more real, if anything. Yeah. So... I also like the fact he, he 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 took a shot at Sasha Banks for trying to get the main event at WrestleMania by trying to get a, a fucking hashtag t- uh, trending. Um, so I was a fan of that, nice. to be fair. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was the highlight, Anthony, on what was a pretty piss fucking poor episode of Raw. In terms of the O'Shites, I mean, I didn't want to put the rest of the card. So the main things to, <laughs> to, to bitch about, the hair business on no more. It makes no sense. Um, I just don't get it. Like... <sighs> I get that they're trying to make Lashley a heel now, potentially, based on the fact that I think Drew's going to go over at Mania. But why disband the hair business? And also, to top it off, not only did they do that, but Lashley was awful on the microphone. Like, if anything, it made me think, like, he's not even ready to be world champion. You know, he he shit the bed. Uh, He was like... I disagree uh, on that in in the sense of, like, you don't need to be good on the mic to be a world champion. (laughs) It's a clear sign he needs MVP as a mouthpiece. It's not a clear sign he shouldn't be champ. But he's not as he's not as good as Brock Lesnar. So, he can say some words. Uh, I don't know. He he shit the bed. He you know he said something about a fucking a chadle match. What the fuck's a chadle? What is that what? about? Well, you're gonna find out at Mania. We're gonna have a chadle match. <laughs> Chadles, yeah. ladders, and chairs. I just I don't know. I I was made up for Bobby when he won the belt. Um, so it was like, you know, a long time in the making and maybe they can do some cool stuff. He had a fantastic entrance the following week on Raw. And then since then, he's come out, he's disbanded the hair business, he flubbed himself all over on the microphone. And it's just oh, kind of like, yeah, bad. just flubbing himself on live TV. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm um, I'm just very disappointed, to be fair, um, in all of it. So I'm not strong, I'm not strong statement. angry. I'm just disappointed, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that that was definitely a no shite. Um, I'm not even going to fucking go into too much detail on the Shane McMahon O oh shite of the week. Like seriously, this week he manages to find Braun yeah. Strowman's old report card, which no shit. Yeah, you know he was shit. He flunked this. He flunked that. The only the only uh, his highest mark was a D plus for PE. Uh, it's funny because he's stupid and that's what this whole feud is built upon. But you know what is fucking even stupider? The fucking choo-choo noise. I, right, I said oh, this last week. just fucking I, ridiculous. I said this last week, right? 
I have never in my 33 years. How old am I? Not even 33. 32. Am I 32? How old are I you? Think 33 this year because I'm, yeah, I'm right. 34. So, yeah, right. So, never in my almost 33 years have I been ashamed to be a wrestling fan. I am ashamed. I could not show somebody that in good conscience and be like, yeah, I, I watch this every week and talk about it. They'd be like, what a fucking... Because really, this is... This is the trouble. Like, awful. you know when you go like... you Like like you say, like, if, if my wife's like, oh, uh, why do you like wrestling? And like, oh, it's some good storytelling. It's like, like, I think people have even likened it to like, it's a soap opera for men, that kind of thing. I'm like, I can live with stuff like that and I can yeah. explain it. I can show some of the intense stuff. And you'd be like, look at Bret Hart versus Stone Cold and tell me that's not fantastic storytelling. And then, you know, if you sat there and they see you watching a big choo-choo train guy and now they're adding those sound effects in... It's just like I, I, the only answer I can give when people say, why are you watching this? I'm like, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Honestly, like I don't. Whose whose decision was this? How is this? Is this the state of wrestling now? It's not even just this. Matt, Matt fucking Riddle, you know, in, in his entrance now, when he jumps up and kicks off his sandals, which is stupid enough as it is. But fine. You know, it's what he does. Now there's magical fucking birds that fly out of his fucking bum hole and into the camera. <laughs> and it's like. Why? Because he's high. Is that what it's meant to be? Like he's flying high like a bird. Because, uh, like get really? Subtle, subtle as is it that may it? be. Like I, I don't. I honestly just don't get it. Um, I, I'm, I'm. I feel honestly like maybe, maybe Riddle's the one who's been in charge of the fucking uh, effects on the show or something recently because <laughs> they just. It, it feels like they're going more and more fucking Scooby Doo with all this stuff. I'm honestly expecting those like those cartoonish running noises when someone runs away from a match and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, like as he likes it, that'd be yeah. amazing. Can you imagine? Where like Just, where, like, um, where does it stop? Like you know, boing. Like, it, like what what effects are we going to get every week? Well, I think uh, Roman's obviously going to have incessant dogs barking whenever he like. I it's just know, awful, isn't it? Something. Like I'm not being funny. I know I've been watching since 1992, but you know. You never needed this shit to get anybody over. Like, you know, I took umbrage with the 3D graphics of the big fucking Roman Reigns going, or the big barking dog. I, like, I really, I, I hate prefer them, the big Roman right? Reigns to the uh, to the actual dog. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, the dog was awful. Even the I mean, animation on that was awful. Yeah, they're both awful, let's be honest. But, you know, you can put up with it. It's like, oh, they're trying something new. Okay, fine, mm. whatever. I've got to draw the it's fucking line. Like when they tried line. the AK cameras and you go, well, it's weird feels a little bit disjointed, but we're trying stuff. We don't mind that. Yeah. I draw the line when we have a fucking choo-choo sound. Yeah. Because really, really. Really. So. No, really. That really I'm happens. fuming, basically. Yeah. I'm absolutely fuming. I, I'm just embarrassed to watch that show. Um, uh, see, it is just fucking cringe. It really yeah, is. Horrendous. Um, <clears throat> so there was that. We had Hey Hey Hop Hop. Shite. That's all I'm going to say about that. Imagine going from train sound effects to hey hey hop hop yeah and justify and watching raw exactly so you know you've got <laughs> like you know i'm here saying saying to my wife you know what i want you to watch an episode of raw this week you know honestly you know i, I think you'll i really think enjoy you'd wrestling. enjoy wrestling if you watch yeah. it yeah let's, let's sit here together oh and I reckon yeah, at don't, this point don't like, worry about the, about the train noise that was just a one-off thing don't worry you know it gets I agree, better that was stupid it gets okay better. what's happening yeah. hey hey hop hop yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, what, what do you say? What do you say? What, what can you do? To You're that? right. You can. You can leave. It's fine. Exactly. I, I'm confident. At some point, they're going to be like, "When does the wrestling start?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. anymore." Who knows? 
Um, so, yeah, that was shite. But then it's okay, because they totally redeemed themselves with New Day Game Night. Awful. Um, so, yeah. And Doesn't then to top it all off, <laughs> to top it all off, and this might be a sore point with you, because I know that you rate his work of late, but why are Baron Corbin on the show? Like, I now, get it. I get it. I... Right. Shut up, I'm talking. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> there's a hit out on Drew right and you've got fucking Ricochet and Mustafa Ali answering it so alright like that's pretty shit but is Corbin much better to, to, to end the night really but it's really right I I've actually I've started joining team Corbin slowly as you know I think I think he gets it, he's a consummate professional he's been putting the work in on Smackdown the fact he's had to be involved in stuff where he's essentially getting screwed over but he's still the heel is baffling to me right but I still hated him turning up on Raw because mm. I'm I'm really and I don't know why I shouldn't even be bothered by this now because I know exactly how it works but I'm really a stickler for the draft even though I know no one cares about the draft. So I'm like, that's going to be him now. It's the same way Braun did it, right? Where Braun was just like, I know I'm a SmackDown star, but I'm coming to Raw Underground and I'm staying here. And it's like, why? What, if any, can anyone do that? Like, what the fuck? And now Corbin's rocked up, and he's clearly going to keep being on Raw, and that's what annoys me. It's not Corbin. It's the fact that it's just like, oh, yeah, I can I can answer that hit, and I can rock up, and, and I'll probably keep being here week by week, and no one's ever going to actually say I've been drafted, and the draft doesn't mean fuck all to anyone. It just still pisses me off. So, uh, sorry, yeah. what was that <laughs> I think it was your love for Baron Cobb. Um But no. no I, I think I, he's, he's a hard worker, to be fair. You know, can't knock him. What what dirt, what dirt has he got on you? It's all, it's all I, I, I'm wondering. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so... You know, by all accounts, and you know, I can't confirm nor deny this because obviously this is definitely not way after the fact. But I believe Baron Corbin, Corbin was on Raw, you know, the following week as well. Um, but that's so. a good point. He hasn't been seen on SmackDown in a while. Now he's been on no. two Raws. He's he's a Raw superstar now, and they just don't care. They just do what they want. Pretty much. Can we all do that then? Why even have um, two brands? Why I mean, have two lots of titles for everybody? Why anything? Speaking of just don't care, Anthony, that pretty much is the, the finest way to summarise Raw this week. They just don't care. And to be honest, at this point, neither do I. We're two weeks out from WrestleMania. This is the episode of Raw they put on. Absolutely awful. Absolute shite. Not point bullshit. five. Oh, this would have been the perfect time for that soundbite. I know, I'm sorry. This, this, is, co- this is coming in from next week. Like, no, <laughs> 0. 0.5, Anthony, is what I'm giving this. And I know it wasn't the go-home to WrestleMania, but we're two weeks out, and it was this bad. Like, it didn't really do anything to advance. Anything. This wasn't a go-home, this was a go-fuck-yourself. <clears throat> uh, fucking fantastic. So, yeah, 0. 0.5 from me. Terrible show. Terrible. I'm with you. 0. 0.5. No, let's not even carry on with this bullshit. No, let's move on to NXT. To all the bullshit. Do <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? Joking aside, right? I don't know how you're feeling about this. I actually enjoyed this week's NXT quite a lot, right? I think it was decent. There were some good matches. There's some good build. I'm happy overall, right? So mm-hmm. let me tell you about the card, right? And some things I'm going to say will surprise you, Carl. But let me tell you about the card first of all. So we had a match between Roderick Strong and Cameron Grimes opening up the night with Cameron Grimes taking the win. We saw Santos Escobar going up against Tyler Breeze with Santos Escobar taking the win. We saw Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell going up against Gigi Dolan and Zayda Ramia. I'm sorry, I might have pronounced that surname wrong. Um, uh, with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking the win. We saw Zoe Stark going up against Raquel Gonzalez with Raquel Gonzalez taking the win. We saw a 
I want to say promo sort of hype package thing for um, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. We saw Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter going up against, again, apologies if pronunciation is slightly wrong, but Tian Sha with the Zaya Lee and her new sort of tag team. Sort of, uh, we'll talk about that a bit more, with, um, the, with obviously, uh, Zaya Lee taking the win. We then had a battle royal for, this was the most confusing thing of the night, a battle royal for the North American title gauntlet match. <laughs> So this battle royal determined who went into the fucking gauntlet. That was confusing in a way. So we had LA Knight winning the whole thing, but we also had um, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve, Johnson Reed, Dexter Loomis, and Cameron Grimes qualifying for the gauntlet because, fuck it, let's make a battle royal even more confusing. Um, so that that was the card overall, Cal, right? Um, and there's some, good, some really good stuff in there, right? But highlights, first one, probably going to surprise you. Cameron Grimes. If I had a drink, I would spit it out right now. Right? Because he actually showed elements of what could be a really good Cameron Grimes because he was up against uh, Rod Strong in what was a fairly random match, to be honest. But he was showing to me throughout the match, and the match itself could have been longer. The build-up to this sort of feud between them could have been better. Like we, I could have more of this, which is, is unusual to say about a Cameron Grimes thing. But, you know, when you when you strip away the, the sort of hokey rich guy bullshit they're trying to do with him you know he actually shows hints of a really good tactical heel do you know what i mean because he was trying to play rod strong off on the fact that of all this undisputed era stuff and he was trying to distract him and he was trying to get the win through uh underhanded techniques because he knows he can't beat him one-on-one and like the 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 tactician in him i just couldn't help but appreciate and I think if they can push more to that and they can actually, you know, refine his character so he's not a fucking annoying comic of himself, <laughs> I actually think Cameron Grimes could be really good, you know. I'm, I'm just going to say it now. I don't know how you feel about this, Carl, but I, I honestly think he could be really decent. He just need to, to sort of almost calm him down or get better writers or something, I don't know. Yeah. Who are you? Some guy. Some guy <laughs> they hired because I look like Anthony. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd... I'm I'm still not a fan. Um, this is me honest. on a Wednesday, actually. This is this is what you're getting. This is Wednesday, me. <laughs> Wednesday, Anthony is a completely <laughs> different guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I can see I can see some of your points. I just I fundamentally just I just don't see it. He just he's just a character for me that is too fucking immature and too much of a caricature to be taken just, seriously. But I, I still see those elements. I'm just I'm calling him a highlight because. This is the first time I've seen anything. Like I feel really bad saying this, but it's the first time I've seen anything positive in him. Mm. Like, and like I do think they need to really work on the character because I do think he's 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 almost he's at risk of being unlikable in an unlikable way, not in a heel way, and uh, or the X Pac heat as you like to call it. But for me, he could be the tactical weasel. You know, he could be that character and play that character well if the got rid of those sort of weird idiosyncrasies they want out of him that they think are funny. And I don't think it's a Cameron thing. I think this is someone in creative going, this will be good, and it's not good. That's where all this pop culture reference to, like, buying fucking GameStop stock and stuff like that, that's dated as fuck already. So mm-hmm. don't do shit like that. That's I don't even think that's a Cameron thing. I think it's just someone is, like, creatively quite uh, shocking with him at the minute. But I, I do I see something there. I think he could be good. Okay. <coughs> right. So, next one is generally uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai. 
uh, this actually looks like it's going to be a really fucking good uh, match, you know, and I, I might have slept on this a little bit. She's obviously the number one contender. We saw um, uh, Gonzalez go up against it was always Stark this week, but um, obviously we got all uh, shenanigans, as we like to get involved in the O, because um, Gonzalez being the number one contender, they're going to have a match at TakeOver, and this week did a fantastic job of building what I'm going to get at TakeOver, and Sadly, and I shouldn't have to say this, but it actually reminded me that this is going to be a really fucking good match. And I feel like, for whatever reason, I don't think it's got the attention it deserved maybe over the last few weeks, but it certainly got the attention it needed this week. And that's one thing I need to say about NXT this week. They've done a really good job of building what they've got coming. Like, if you compare it to Raw, right? NXT and their own little micro-universe have got their takeover coming up, their their WrestleMania, if you will. And they this is their go-home show, and they're doing it right. And I've got to give them credit for that, you know. Um, so I think, again, the Gonzalez-EO stuff this week, or the, the quick squash, really, essentially, um, and the shenanigans, it did a really good job and actually makes me look forward to this match between the two. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see some night and day stuff this week in, in, in the hype up to take over than what you see on a normal NXT weekly show. Do you know what I mean? It felt like it was going somewhere. And do you know what? EO has had... A hell of a resume of people she's beaten. Do you know what I mean? She has beaten everybody, yeah. and I, I legitimately think that Gonzalez could be the one to, you know, dethrone her. So it's definitely something yeah. which and it's one of them where she could come out of that, and I could think, fuck, she deserves that as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, like you say, Eo's had a good run, and it's no, no disrespect to her, but like Gonzalez could be the one, and I would be so hyped for that. To be fair, yeah, same. Mm. Uh, and the last one Carl and I'm hoping you agree with this because I think you're in the same boat as me I'm a sucker for a good hype package you know mm-hmm. and a match I didn't really care about in Adam Cole and Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly I must admit this hype package got me I'm like yeah I fucking want to see this match now and uh, they did a good job they played on all the history between them um, I've, I've seen on social media some people have even argued that it might have been a bit too long and a bit too you know um, trying to build something that isn't really there in, in some elements but for me i was like no they've put this together well i think wwe to honestly are pretty good at when they do do these um things i think they are pretty good at it i'll cite the last one that i thought was really good was um as much as i think we were overdone on these two fighting again uh but you might recall when we were talking about Tommaso champa and gargano um they've done a similar thing with them too and again it worked then like they are really good at putting a high package together when it's not just let's get them in the ring and have them talk at each other. I like it when they try and do something different. It's like, we need to build these two up. We can't have them just square off in the ring. We can't have another contract signing. Let's do something different. So we just put a hype package together and we build up the history between them and we remind people. We literally just remind people why they're fighting. And yeah, it works. It works every time for me. I'm a sucker for these things. And it's got to be a highlight again this week because it fucking worked. Um, I agree that they are really good at doing hype like promo packages it hasn't had the effect of making me want to see the match i just don't care i, I honestly just don't care about it i just i i was like that though like this got me enough that i'm like i want to see the match but i was totally like that because i'm i don't mm. like ultimately do you really care that they fell out or that like i think they really got something they, they, they must see something in o'reilly that i think um, I don't want to speak for the world here, but I think the public probably aren't seeing it in this quite the same way because I'm certainly not. I don't think you are where they're like, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be huge because they've given him such a push before and this year they broke up. And now now they've broke up. It's Kyle O'Reilly who Adam Cole's going after. I just, I don't know. That bit I don't get. But yeah. at the same time, it, you know, it was a good high package and it should be a good match between the two. 
do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna piss a lot of people off here as well. Like I, I don't I see I see nothing in Kyle O'Reilly, but I don't even see that much in Adam Cole anymore. Honestly, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when I was like, okay, this this dude could be you know fantastic, and now I just feel like he's just very like bland. He's just so bland. Oh well, he definitely needs to have another match with Finn Balor then. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Blands. There you go. How do you like your chicken? Plain. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Can, um, can, we, can we do that as a tea? Battle of the Blands. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. So that's another T-shirt we got coming out definitely. So I'll uh, I'll move on to the old shades, Carl. I've only got a couple. Um, and weirdly, Cameron Grimes. Um, now joking aside. The, I have nothing. I, I wanted to give Cameron Grimes a bit of praise because I normally don't, but um, sadly, I think there's something good potentially in a feud between him and Rod Strong, and I think that they've kind of spent it here. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they've they've not, you know, they've had this match. Uh, Grimes has won. You potentially maybe could do something from it, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like everything was kind of over and done too quick. And whilst, yeah, that was Grimes being underhanded, so you probably maybe get another rematch or so out of it. I don't know. I just feel like they're, they're kind of on a bad footing already, but this could actually be good for both of them if they actually build it into a, a feud. So it's a weird one to put as no shites, because of, mainly because I don't think they're going to do that. I think it was just a filler. But um, that could be good for the pair of them. And it's a shame that they've, they've kind of spent it the way they have. Mm-hmm. If if I'm wrong, I'll I'll go back on that. But yeah. um, I mean, next one is um, I don't know how you felt about it, Cal, but I feel like um, Gigi Dolan, who was what was her last, what was her former name, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Um, I th- I feel like she was notable enough outside of WWE that this week being squashed so quickly and decisively, and to be honest, the in ring work being so uh, what's the word sloppy is uh, a bit of a shame because I don't, and this might be unfair because I think maybe I was expecting more because we've seen her on the indies. We've seen her in AEW very briefly. Fuck, we've seen her in WWE. She was part of the May Young Battle Royal, as I recall at one point, as Priscilla Kelly. So we know she can go in the ring. And the fact that we saw this week, and I, I'm, apologies if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is her debut on NXT as well. And it was a quick squash and some sloppy work it was actually a little disappointing. But maybe I'm expecting more from her because she's she's not new, but she is new. You know. Mm. I think she was in a tag team match the other week, wasn't she? I think that was her like maybe. official debut. But <laughs> yeah, it felt. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of her. To be fair, I think she's got a good look. I think she's got a lot of talent. Um, she's mm. obviously worked worked her way up in the indies, and it was a shame to see the match play out like it was. It was just a bit of a, a little bit messy and a little bit just mm. kind of like meh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. it is a shame that because I do think that, and I don't know. Am I making the comparison? The comparison because she's she's pale and she looks a bit similar, but she's a bit he like does. Paige. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah. um, I I have I do I do look at her and think of Paige a little bit, and um, you know, I would I, like I, to I see her do really well. WWE see that you know, I think WWE mm. see it as like the next Paige, because um, obviously. Sadly, Paige should still be Paige. You know what I mean? She should still be there, and it's a real, real shame mm-hmm. that she's not. But um, WWE have had no one like her since, and I think they probably see that in Priscilla Kelly. Um, I think the name they've picked is rather fucking stupid as well, to be honest, but whatever. Yeah, Gigi Dolan. Yeah. Like, who come up with shit? But, uh, yeah, I just I feel like what it was a bit of a disservice this week, and 
uh, I'm hoping this is just a bad week and we'll see more of it and better of it in the next few. But um, again, it might have just been because we kind of already know it and that mm. might not have helped. But um, yeah, that's the only other old shite I've got. And you know what, Carl? As far as the rating goes, I'm going to try and be as fair as I can to NXT right now. I'm going to give it a three because this did everything it needed to do for a show that builds up towards their biggest pay-per-view. It was enjoyable. I didn't have an issue with any of the matches and I only had a couple of minor O'Shites, really. So I, I, I can't be unfair to it. I can't give it a four because it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, but it, uh, it's a solid three. Definitely a solid three. And the highest rating I think I've given NXT in a while. Well done. <laughs> um, I can't do it. I can't give it a three. I'm going to give do it a it, two and a half. And I think... It was a good. It was a good show for NXT standards, and I think it did make a difference. Um, the fact that you know there was a, a takeover kind of building up pretty soon, but while I didn't have much didn't of it, do a good job of taking that horrible raw taste out of your mouth. Hey, um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like Thanks. what I did that. Um, I still feel like even though the matches were were okay and they were good, it still didn't feel like it. It did enough to push takeover and. I know it wasn't the go home show to take over, so there's still mm. you know tonight's episode, <laughs> um, with it being Wednesday, obviously. To oh no, well no, it it it, it was the go home to take over, wasn't it? it? No, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is takeover night one, isn't it this week? Yeah, in which case, mm. yeah, it definitely didn't do enough. Then <laughs> I don't think in my well, opinion. To be honest, like it never hit an old shite because I'll be honest, I don't think it needs much more. But mm. I was very surprised that there wasn't really much between Finn and Carrion. And there yeah. was a back and forth between them, but that was it. Like, and you consider that's going to be their main event. That's crazy. But hey ho, I was actually quite happy they didn't make a big fucking thing of it. Because how much more do you need to do? Yeah, I mean to be fair, they, they do kind of every week they do something. But I just feel like they do a lot of kind of filler. It feels like, and this wasn't as fillery as normal. I do think it was, you know, along the right lines. But they could have done more with it being the the go home show. Like for me, I was thinking two and a half, and that wasn't even a the fact. You know, that was the fact that you know they still had another mm-hmm. week. But, yeah. Oh um, shit, you're going lower. No, I'm no, still give it a three. I'm still no, no. I, d- I do think it's two. I do think a two and a half is is appropriate, but it's just kind of like you look you look at it, and there was some stuff on there that probably just didn't need to happen. Um, yeah. Which you're if about it, for strong, aren't you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think for a go home show, and you know that that that's an, that's another reason why. Again, Raw wasn't the go-home show that I was talking about, but it's two weeks out, and it just didn't feel like, you know, it didn't feel like WrestleMania. Whereas this is, like, the, the, the NXT before TakeOver, and it was kind of like a, yeah, we got a video package, and, you know, we got the, you know, a new entrance of the Gauntlet match, but what else did we really get mm. that leads into TakeOver? Do you know what I mean? Gonzalez looked good, but, you know, whether she had a match or not, it, you know, they could have done something more to build that up as well. So Probably going to have something with Zia as well. I'm not mm. even sure that's a match. Might be that we get this mystery character actually debuting because we've seen them but not actually done anything yet. So maybe yeah. I don't know. There's some stuff there. It's all good. Yeah. No, I think it's probably a dead <laughs> cert. Dead cert that we'll see that. Um probably at takeover as well, I think. I would say so. But yeah. So two and a half for me. Um decent okay. show, but just not good enough for a go home, I think. Um leading on to the Superior Wednesday night show. Um it was Maybe. good this week, to be fair. Um, yeah. So the card, we kicked off with the in-ring debut of Christian Cage in AW as he took on Frankie Kazarian, picking up the win. Um, we had an exhibition match. 
Um, exhibition match with Cody taking on QT Marshall that ended up in a no contest and was just an all-round shit show. Of course it fucking did. <laughs> um, we had John Moxley taking on Cesar Bononi um, with Moxley picking up the win. Shock horror. Um, Team Taz are still fine, to quote uh, Ross from Friends. <laughs> um, MJF was going to unveil his gift for Pinnacle, his new faction, and things went a bit awry. Um <laughs> We I had proper news reader. <laughs> <And> things <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> we had a trios match with Kenny Omega teaming up with the Good Brothers to take on the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, uh, with Omega and the Good Bros picking up the win. Again, unsurprising. We had Hikaru, Hikaru Shida teaming up with Tayanara Conti to take on Nala, Rose, and the Bunny. Uh, nearly called a bad bunny again. Uh, but Bunny actually <laughs> picked up the win in this one, so interesting. And we finished the night with Arcade Anarchy. Love to know how you feel about this, but um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was Miro and Kip taking on Best Friends, the end to their feud, um, and uh, Best Friends picked up the win. So that was the card. For me, highlights-wise, Christian Cage match, like, it was... It was anything you could ever want, really, from his debut. It wasn't overbooked. It was against someone he's got previous history with in Kazarian from Impact. Um, you know, it went for like 20-odd minutes. He's been out of the ring for seven years. He didn't really miss a fucking beat. Um, no fucking rust on this fella. Yeah, like, you know, it was just a pure technical wrestling match with several near falls, several kind of um, twists and turns throughout it all, and... You know, he he looked great doing it, Christian Cage. To be fair, so he he, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like an old timer. Um, he genuinely looked like he you know hadn't missed a beat. To be fair, so I was made yeah. up for him. Um, it showed well, that he still could go better than I expected it to be. <clears throat> if I'm honest. Yeah, and I know obviously he's got the uh, the Christian complex with you, hasn't he? Like you know, uh, we we spoke about this, Matt and Jeff and Edge and Christian, and he's never going to be as over in your eyes as as Edge. Um, but that's true. Um, I don't know. I think he he's done some great stuff in Impact in the past, and I feel like if he went into a program with Kenny Omega, for example, I don't feel like it would be out of place. But at the same time, it probably would feel a little bit impacty. But to be fair, this was his first, you know, foray into an AEW uh, ring, and he looked really good. Um, so I, I was made up for him. Um, the next highlight, obviously, Pinnacle beat the shit out of the Inner Circle a couple of weeks ago. Um, MJF was going to unveil his gift to the Pinnacle uh, and basically the Inner Circle returned and beat the living shit out of Pinnacle this week. So I honestly loved everything about it, to be fair. It was short, it was sweet. Even Sean Spears. <clears throat> Even Sean Spears. It was short, it was sweet, it was effective. You know, Sean Spears getting his head slammed in between a door. How can you not love that? Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was excellent. It wasn't like... The typical stuff we'd seen from the Inner Circle and Jericho it was a bit like, oh, God, not this again. They just showed up. They looked badass. They beat the shit out of Pinnacle. And, yeah, it was like, okay, the feud intensifies. So I think these these two factions are going to go to complete war now over the next few weeks, um, maybe even months. And, you know, it sets up some really good rivalries, FTR yeah, and I can, Santana I Ortiz. Stuff, you might so. get what the, some of the stuff you've always wanted as well of, like, um, Wardlow and Hager are going to happen. Exactly. Um, So it was good. It felt like a a bit of a return to form because obviously when MJF was like joining the inner circle, it did feel a bit like, oh, it's not anywhere near as good as it was. Whereas this was just, they're back, they mean business and we're going to see some good stuff happen. So 
thought it was good. Um, the next highlight, Britt Baker gave a, another fantastic interview. Um, again, going after Thunder Rosa, um, saying that she should be on elevation in order to get her wins up because, you know, after all, the biggest win she ever had didn't really count because it was an unsanctioned match, <laughs> which <laughs> nice. is top heel work. I just think she's so, so good as a heel. It's crazy to think that, you know, a year ago they were trying to push her as this kind of babyface character and it just wasn't working. It's mad to see how good of a heel she has become in such a short yeah. time. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. thoroughly thoroughly enjoying her work at the minute. And then the main event, Anthony, I'd love to get your thoughts on it because you're not really big on uh, Cassidy. You're not really big on Tricky T. Not really big on Sabian or Miro in AW. Um, but for me, mm. um, I don't know, for Best friends have become like the fucking goats of these kind of crazy street fight, like fucking weird matches. Obviously, they had the park on that brawl thing with Santana and Ortiz. That was amazing. And this one was fucking boss as well. Like, honestly, I really enjoyed it. Um, like, again, I enjoy, you know what? I'll be fair. I did enjoy it. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I don't enjoy Miro still being involved in all this. But then at the same time, right now, where are you going to put him? So I don't mind. Like I mean, to be fair. And they're hinting at something, which we can talk about. Sorry, I'll let you finish saying about this highlights, but they're hinting at something on social media, which uh, could be interesting. But like I'm looking at like oh, I don't want him to be like in the title scene right now for mm-hmm. what's happening with Omega and, and well, potentially Christian or Sting or whoever, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to be facetious <laughs> there, Carl. But... Um, you're a terrible I don't know. Yeah, for me, I'm just like I, I kind of just hope this is the end of Kip and Miro as a as a little unit, uh, which I think they're probably hinting at anyway. But it wasn't the actual gimmick match was actually quite fun. It was quite engaging, and I would actually go as far as like I would defend this because so many people like to think about like oh how stupid all this game thing and like the fighting over machines and stuff. And I was like, these are the same people who love WWE no matter what they do. But WWE will put on like a fucking what did they call it? Like a fucking symphony of sound or whatever match when it's the same concept but you're using instruments instead of uh, arcade machines. So how is it any less fucking cheesy? I mean, I'm not being funny, but WWE literally did a games night this week. Like, come on. Well, they did. They did. <laughs> but even if you you look at like stuff that hasn't been done, like like the like AEW have made it clear what they're going for theme wise with this in terms of the arcade machines and the, the initial mm-hmm. feud was over breaking the games of the machine and all that. Like, even if you just want a, a similar parallel to a, a gimmick match, like, I think this echoes a lot of like what WWE were going for with the, um, the symphony of fucking music or whatever. And mm. I'm like, well, they were doing a similar thing but with instruments. So I don't see how you can rinse AEW for this sort of gimmick when you defend yeah. WWE. And to be fair, AEW did it significantly better because WWE How just kind of had right? like, you know, Elias plays a guitar, so let's have instruments. And it was like, yes. but why? <laughs> Whereas at least this is kind of hinged on everything. And the way they did it, like having weapons is almost like the prizes that you would win, you know, in an arcade yeah. was fantastic. You know, 20,000 yeah. 20, tickets to get a steel chair. That's just fucking, you know, a, a proper laugh. Yeah, no, that. That, like Tickled. you say, there's like elements of it would actually work really well. And yeah. the, the gimmick was daft, but it was daft in a really good way. So I actually don't mind at all. Like Even like, I, even, I, like <laughs> even like the random teddy bear that was up there. It was like, well, that feels out of place. And it turned out it was just like, instead of a, you know, full of thumbtacks, it was full of Lego bricks and like getting suplexed on them and stuff instead of like thumbtacks. Like that was awesome. And then we also get, you know, inside the UFO grabby machine, 
who who's going to make the return? Chris Statlander, the alien herself. Like there was nice. just all these nice little touches. You know what I mean? I I, yeah. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Good to see and then obviously, back. Yeah, definitely. She's been sidelined for so long, so that has, that that was boss. And then another return in um, Trent as well coming back. Obviously, the familiar Sue uh, car <laughs> coming down, dropping him off, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was it was really fun and. You know, I'm not that big of a fan of best friends. Like, I've, I, I make no bones about it. I'm not yeah, at the moment, a huge fan. Yeah. But like, I you know, mean. in this match and in like the parking lot brawl, they can they can steal the show. So fair play mm. to them. So yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. In terms of the O'Shite Anthony fucking QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes, man, Jesus. So the American Nightmare family now have the fucking their version of the Wolf Pack, haven't they? Let's be honest. So QT Marshall has showed up. He had a little exhibition match with Cody. It was awful. It was like, I'm not going to really hurt you. Uh, terrible. Just hated everything about it. And then, oh, by the way, um, QT Marshall has, has started his own version of like this faction now. So, yeah, awesome. Like It'd be it'd be fine if, A, the faction wasn't led by QT fucking Marshall, and, B, <laughs> if it didn't already happen like two weeks ago with fucking Pinnacle. Like... Really? This feels no. almost like exactly what Jericho was complaining about. about exactly, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Like, it's just so similar and just so unnecessary. Really, it's just. And it's QT Marshall. I I don't <laughs> I, I don't want to like I don't I don't want to be too harsh here when I say this, right? But how many things are the Nightmare Family going to fail at doing on AEW before they take a back step? Because I feel like. They've had so many opportunities to do something on screen, and it's fucking failed miserably. Oh, looking yeah. at the Nightmare Collective, and looking at like um, the sort of random. Maybe I'm gonna turn heel and fall out with Arn, but maybe I'm not, and I'm gonna dye my hair black, but then I'm gonna dye it back <laughs> again, and I've, I've got I'm all over the place emotionally, Cody. You know, I'm gonna get like, I'm gonna get a neck tattoo, but it's only temporary. What? It was real. Fuck. Um, yeah, all that, <laughs> all, all them things. Um, yeah. And it's like just I don't know. There's only so many bookings you can let them do and go. Okay, maybe maybe we stop the Nightmare Family from booking their own shit. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe the Bunny's part of the family now. Maybe she's not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I I said that um, last week, didn't I? I was fuming about like QT Marshall like referencing his wife and how they've been together. I was like, did you just erase the fact that you were shagging fucking Bunny a minute ago? Like, honestly, like stuff head. like that is stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought the whole exhibition stuff and like the, the weird turn and like, and like we've now got two versions of the fact. I just, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that we've got another faction. It's just the fact that it's cute because everyone's kicking off going, oh my God, there's everyone's in a faction. And yeah, I can see that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, when WWE was at its prime in the Attitude Era, there was fucking millions of factions. You know, there was yeah. DX, the trouble there was with Ministry, this is, Job Squad. We, there was, <laughs> yeah. The properties. trouble with this particular faction is we don't want it. Nobody yeah. wants it. Exactly. And Who's going to follow QT fucking Marshall? Exactly. So, yeah, I'm just not a fan of any of that. And unsurprisingly, again, Don Callis, the Young Bucks, just the same shit again. Just from a promo standpoint, it's samey. They've got nothing new to say. They never improve. It's the same, like boring shit and unfortunately the biggest problem i have with aw at the minute seems to be with the fucking executive vice presidents who are running the fucking thing anything cody yep, touches the, the has gone awful. Of all of the problems seems to be these guys to be honest yeah with you. anything the books do is awful even kenny's so up and down like he can do some amazing stuff but he can be terrible yeah. the next week so who'd have thought jericho would be our like least problem at the minute yeah because he's kind of emotionally all over the place lately yeah definitely but. um so 
for me, taking everything into account, um, I thought it was a really strong episode of Dynamite, and so I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5, because I feel like, you know, Christian Cage making his debut was a solid match, really, really good. You know, you still had Moxley on the even if it was just against Cesar Bononi. Um, the whole MJF inner circle stuff was great. You know, the the women's match was fine, to be fair, and it's good, it's good to see them get time. The trios match was fine as well, and I love the, the main event, so... Yeah, it's just some of the other little bits and bobs and linking elements um, just felt a bit flat for me. And obviously the stuff that the elite are doing, um, mm. not ideal. Well, I, don't, so. I don't mean to parallel you here, but I can't go three. I'm going to have to go two and a half myself. Okay. I know there's not much in it, but you know, if I had to pip one show this Wednesday night, it would have been NXT for me. I think probably down to the fact that I, I wasn't as enamoured with the arcade stuff as you. It was good, and for what they did, it was really well put together, and it, like the gimmick tied in really quite well. But uh, you know, I wasn't overly sold on on the match anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it probably dragged it down a little bit more, but still a solid week, you know. And as you say, there, there were some some you know negatives, but not too many. But yeah, for me, it's going to be a two and a half, solidly in the middle. Okay, that's fine. You can be wrong. That's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so Speaking the final wrong. one. <laughs> Shall we talk about SmackDown then? Lay it down, my friend. Okay, so we opened the night with a promo from Roman... No, sorry, from Daniel... No, sorry, from Edge this week. <laughs> um, then we have our first match of the night, which is Ziggler, uh, Bobby Roode, and Alpha Academy going up against the Mysterios and the Street Profits with Ziggler, Roode, and the Alpha Academy taking the win. Mm-hmm. We then had another promo, obviously, from... Well, I say promo, sort of promo, from Seth uh, and Cesaro, kind of. Um, mm. We then had Natalia going up against Shayna Baszler with Natalia taking the win, surprisingly. But when you consider how that goes down, not that surprising because they still fucked it up somehow. We then have another promo because, you know, match, promo, match, promo. That's how we do this. Um, sort of again. It was Sami Zayn revealing his uh, documentary trailer. It was the <laughs> Logan Paul rocking up and, and that sort of thing. So we'll call it promo. But we had that segment. Uh, we then had Bianca Belair going up against Carmella with Bianca Belair taking the win. And we close the night out on a street fight with Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso with Daniel Bryan taking the win. So, highlights, Carl. You know what? First highlights, and I'm hoping you agree. I sincerely hope you agree, because it's a shining light out of a match that was a bit shit. Right? <laughs> but it's the fact that I actually really like Alpha Academy, you know. I think it's the best Otis has been, and they're a really good tag team. And if I, if I had to quietly hope for anything, it's that they end up taking the titles. I know exactly what's going to happen, and we can talk about that. <laughs> but... Um, I quietly hope that they become a really good tag team and actually hold the titles for a bit because I, I enjoy them. You know, I do really yeah. enjoy them. They work really well together. Do you know what I just in um, Tokyo ever? No, yeah, Tokyo ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Honestly, I think that they are really good together. I wouldn't put the whole segment as a highlight or anything. To be fair, but I do no, agree. Can't. I do agree can't. with you. That's why I have to isolate them as a highlight because you can't mm. have the match as a highlight because it was a bit of a clusterfuck and a bit nonsensical, really. But you know they they are a really good team. And what uh, what what are your thoughts on the the tag team uh, scene then? <laughs> well, I think we all know exactly what's going to happen because I didn't realize this. And again, I read on social media, and now I'm utterly convinced this was going to happen. Uh, I think we all know that the Mysterios are going to ultimately end up with the belts, and I think that's because it will be the first time in history, and this is the thing I learned from social media. This will be the first time in WWE history that a father and son have held the belts. Vince so McMahon loves that. a first. 
He loves it. So they're it. obviously going to do that. The only way that they won't do that is if Vince and Shane decide that they are going to be the first father and son to hold the fucking tag titles, <laughs> which is not out of the realms of possibility. But yeah, I can totally see the Mysterios getting the belts now. And again, I still take slight umbrage to the fact that Dominic is in the position he's in. He should be on NXT. He should be in his chops like everyone else. Um, it, I was fine with the Seth thing because they made it very clear that Seth had much more experience than the lad. And it sort of built from the storyline of him trying to avenge his dad. But why the fuck he's still there wrestling everyone else, I do not know. He's still sloppy in the ring. He's still young. He's still green. And they're going to put fucking championships on him. And I know they're going to fucking do it. That's how I feel about the tag team titles, Carl. Yeah, I I concur. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just kind of... But for me, I've been like, Alpha Academy, give them a... Right, Street Profits, I don't care if they have them again just yet. Um, Ziggler and Rude have had them and not really done anything with them. So let's have Alpha Academy have them and become a really good heel tag team and champs at the same time. Fucking do it. Do it. But they won't. <laughs> my, my other highlight, Carl, and surprisingly, I learned earlier tonight that you agree with this, right? And that is Sami Zayn. I thought it was really good this week. I, I'm still really dig his character. I think he's fucking brilliant. Um, and I've put it in my own shades before I start talking about it. I haven't put it in my own shades, so we'll talk about it now. Um, Sami Zayn is specifically my highlights because, and this isn't really a knock on Logan Paul because I don't know him, but like he added nothing to the promo. That's the only negative I'll take from it. He kind of turned up and he was kind of there, like basically trying to tell Sami that he is being paranoid. And then Kevin Owens rocks up and stunners everyone as Kevin Owens likes to do but that could have been anyone like they couldn't have made it more obvious that they were just using Logan Paul for his name mm-hmm. than the fact that this didn't need Logan Paul he had no relevance to what was going on he had no real relevance to Sami Zayn and they could have literally put they could have had Adam Pierce. they could have had literally fucking anyone do what Logan Paul did and it'd still be the same segment um, so I was a little disappointed. Like they hyped it up, like Logan Paul's going to show next week, and he was there for like a couple of minutes, and that was that. You know, and, and to be honest, he seemed a little bit for someone who's like quite well known for being outspoken, and and by all accounts, he has a history of being a bit of a dickhead from what I've learned. I know he's matured a lot in recent years, so I'm trying not to be unfair to the lad, but um, he's actually a little bit nervous as well, mm. which I actually, don't be wrong, it must be daunting, but you know, you're not exactly in front of a massive crowd at this point. No. Um, I, I actually thought he'd have a bit more presence about him as well, just because he's, he obviously, he's, he's well known, he's kind of famous anyway, you know? He's I honestly think... Actually, that have had bigger audiences. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Like, um, I, 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 I honestly that. think that this all just came about just on the, the fact that Sammy did that and then Logan replied to it. And they had no intention. He was never booked or anything like that. None of this was orchestrated. And because he replied to it, they went, oh, I wonder if we can get Logan Paul for us. And then they just brought him in. He has no idea what he's doing there, but he's getting paid for it. So he's just like, okay. And that's why it all felt awkward, I think. And I just I, I would have hoped he'd have sort of spoken, acted with a bit more confidence, like he held you know held that presence with a bit more confidence. Yeah. And, and I'm not knocking him; I'd be nervous in that situation as well. But like considering that, from what I know about the lad, he's he's fairly famous on YouTube. He's a face that younger generations than you and I had recognised in the streets. He's had uh, notable boxer matches. You know, I wouldn't think this would phase him, especially because there's not a big audience there at the minute anyway. But I don't know; it is what it is. Um, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It just seemed like kind of pointless having him there. But Sami Zayn, I do really enjoy. And um, I really enjoyed him this week and his trailer amused me. So 
Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think we said before, I take it all back. I've been quite critical, not really being that, that over on him. And, you know, what? the last couple of weeks, he's really um, kind of, he, he has really yeah. been good, to be fair. Like, he's, especially he's doing a fantastic job of selling you on this paranoia, to be fair. Yeah. Especially this week, I just thought everything about him was fantastic through like the the excitedness of him and this little dance and stuff, to, you know, through to when Logan was there and he was like, "Well, I've heard about Kevin Owens." He's like, "But you're not Kevin Owens' guest; you're my guest." And you know, just like everything about him, I just thought it was a uh, it's been really good this week and maybe the yeah. last like the last week as well. So, um, so we can agree there. So Zayn is the highlight there. Zayn. Yeah. Um, I mean, last highlights for the highlights section is uh, the main event itself, and I'm curious how you feel about this. It was a it was a good match, and to be fair, it's not the first time we've seen uh, him and Jay Uso square off. But I actually quite liked the ending. I feel like Daniel Bryan actually did a good job of legitimizing himself. On as much as you can still be pissed off that he has basically inserted himself in the main event, um, I feel like the fact that it didn't go out in a typical like everyone facing off or Roman, you know, putting everyone down and standing tall with the belt or your, your usual shit that you get. It was Daniel Bryan, finishes the match, surprisingly doesn't get attacked, he goes after Edge and he goes after Roman. I actually quite like that finish. I, I, I quite enjoyed the fact that Bryan was making a point. Um, mm-hmm. As much as, obviously, again, I have me concerns that Bryan might take the win here uh, at the main event now. Uh, he listened to, the, uh, to our predictions section to find out my concerns there. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I enjoyed, it was a good match, but the, the finish intrigued me and I, I, I quite liked that it. it was a little bit different to what they would normally do. And genuinely, you'd normally expect it to end with Roman standing tall with the belt, wouldn't you? Before mm-hmm. Mania. So I was quite surprised they didn't go down that road. Um, mm. And they actually tried to sort of carry on this whole thing of like Daniel is almost determined to tap Roman out again. Yeah. But obviously it count this time. Um, so I quite like that they're trying to keep that in your memory as well. But overall, yeah, that's got to be a highlight. I think it was well executed. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Cool. So, oh, shite, Carl. First one I'll mention, um, the the whole clusterfuck of the women's tag. I'm going to just call it a scramble. I don't know what the fuck it was. So we had a really, really, really quick match between Natalia and um, Shayna Baszler. Natalia got the quick roll-up and the win. Then everyone decides to fucking join in. We have people coming over from Raw. We have everyone like saying, I'm a tag team. We had the Riot Squad. We had... Um, the other ones, the other, I don't even remember the tag names we got. Now we've got Naomi and Lana. We've got, um, obviously, the champs themselves. Natalia and Tamina are a thing now. Um, so everyone getting in the mix, and they're trying to make it clear that something's going to happen with the tag titles of Mania, and quite clear that they don't have a fucking plan for them either. There is no match listed for the tag... T- I'm right in saying that. There's no match listed for the tag t- titles, is there? For the women's ones? The women's tags, yeah. Um, so there is now... Um, oh, there so, is now, sorry. so they've added it last minute so on night one we've got a fatal four way that could turn into a fatal five way match um, with mm. the winners then facing the, the women's tag champs on night two so that I'm right in saying that was all developed after this clusterfuck wasn't it yeah yeah because this is this is sort of the point really that you could tell there was no real direction to this which makes sense because it turns out there wasn't they've decided it now <laughs> yeah um but yeah, just the whole thing was just a bit fucking messy for me, and it just—it's it, not the best thing to do this sort of thing and have everyone turn up when it's just going to point out how weak your tag division is because most of these teams are irrelevant. Like, and again, I'm looking at it all quietly annoyed. Like, we don't have the iconics because they're gone. The riot squad is still there, hanging on. 
you know, everyone else has been kind of slapped together as a tag team and aren't really a tag team. And there's just not enough substance for me at all. So it has to, the whole segment and the fact that it's even a thing, it's just kind of, it's a shame. It's, it's a real shame. The the only potential silver lining from this will be if the Riot Squad win it at Mania. But I don't, the thing is, I have absolutely no faith that that's going to happen. No, me neither. I actually think that there's more likely that Natalia and Tamina are going to fucking win it than anything else. <laughs> same, same. Um, which would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? It would, but it just would not surprise me even slightly. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think the Riot Squad are the best candidates for it, but it's just, yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm interested in how you feel about this next one. My next O'Shea Carl is sadly Cesaro. Yeah. Right, and the reason I say this, and I can feel in that yes that you might agree with me here, is this is almost like he's never been great on the mic, but what's happening here is somebody's writing for him, and it's the same prick who started giving uh, Mike, Michael McIntyre. There he did it again. <laughs> it's the same prick who gave Drew McIntyre um, those lines where he had to mention Claymore countdowns every five fucking seconds, because what we're getting now is just incessant, annoying fucking swing related puns from Cesaro rather than any substance. And I'm just like, someone's writing for him because he's obviously not like a organic on the mic, which is fine. But this to me is just like, Cesaro needs a mouthpiece. He needs a Heyman. He needs someone to talk for him because if he's just going to read from these scripts and he's going to get these cringe... I don't want to listen to Cesaro every week talk about swing this, swing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want that, that moment when they go, what else can we do? We'll have him sing swing low. You know, I don't want that. Like, just let it fucking go. He does a swingy move. That's fine. You know what I mean? It yeah. just, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, it, what was that line he said? It was something about like swingers in the air or what, something, wasn't it? Rollins said he was something. About, I can't remember what Rollins said he was, but he's like, "But you're not unswingable." And I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was now that Rollins said he was, but it, it's irrelevant. It was just like, just shut up. <laughs> it, it, um, it it is literally. You, you can tell the stuff that is. WWE kind of enforced. You know what I mean? It's like, what can we do yeah. that's like catchphraseable that can be put on merchandise? Okay, you know, he, he, he does this swing. Let's just do everything about swing. King of swing. You know, swing is in the air. Yeah, it's loads of stuff we can do there. And it's like, for fuck's yeah. sake. But you see, it, it honestly, it really reminded me of the, the bits that Drew McIntyre got when he was like, when they've gone to him, say Claymore. Mm-hmm. Do a Claymore countdown. Say those things. And you could tell the bits that he was being told to do. Like the the difference between Drew and Cesaro is like around that Drew could talk and sadly around that Cesaro can't. So all we're getting is the the cringy lines and that, that's the bit I'm not a big fan of. And I really want Cesaro to get his push. And I was I was a bit bit nervy about having this conversation with you, Carl, because I know you're a big Cesaro guy. Uh, and we've both agreed that he should he could main events and he he's never had the push he deserved. And I really want this him and Seth feud to to help lead him somewhere. But fuck's sake, they need to sort something out on the mic front. Jesus. Yeah, it's just it's just so disappointing because I felt like maybe we were finally on the cusp of something with him. Um, like I felt like his his promos had been decent, and then yeah, they've just ruined him with one one line. <laughs> yeah, that's all it took. Uh, I mean, last O'Shea, we've kind of already covered uh, when I was talking mm. about the tag scene, but it was the fact that the Mysterios are probably going to be the champs, and I don't think it's it's in any way deserved or end. Um, and kind of annoying actually that they're doing that and they are doing that so um just needed to mention that and that that is my oh shouts for the week carl so unless you have any others i will do the ratings nope no more from me my friend sound i was actually on the cusp of giving this a three and then i've talked about it 
So maybe I was, I was, I don't know. I might have been like particularly happy before. I don't know, but uh, I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking, you know what? It was still a, a solid week, better than SmackDowns, like some SmackDowns anyway. So I'm probably going to give it a. Honestly, I might give it a two because there's not a great deal of substance there. I was even debating a two and a half, but I'm like, I need to give Dynamite a bit of a better rating than SmackDown because I prefer Dynamite. Um, so I'm going to have to give it a two. In all honesty, the more I think about it. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, I'm on the fence between a two and a two and a half because I gave NXT a two and a half and I'm trying to decide whether that was marginally better. Um, and I think maybe it was, I, so maybe maybe uh, yeah. a two is fair for SmackDown. I just feel like... Um, I fully support that. Other than, <laughs> other than the main event, you know, and obviously the, the Sammy stuff, which I, I enjoyed, it was yeah. just very bland again, wasn't it? And even the Sammy stuff had its negatives. Sammy was the best thing in the Sammy stuff, but even that had its negatives. Mm. So, like you say, it was just kind of bland otherwise. And I think that's what drags it down. So I think um, the first one we agree on tonight, Carl, but I think we both agree on it too then. Absolutely. Crazy stuff. Huzzah. But that was this week in wrestling. We did it. We achieved. And um, Well, I'll say this week in wrestling. Last week in wrestling. <laughs> the last well, this week, week in wrestling, this week's next wrestling week. from last week. Um, if you want to hear about this week in wrestling, <laughs> you need to listen to us next week. And we'll talk about this week when it's last week. Which, to be fair, are we even going to do one next week? I don't even know what's going to happen because, of course, the next time you will see us, it's going to be for our live stream on Twitch in WrestleMania's Night 2. That is a good point, Carl. We might, like, because it's going to be a live stream, so we'll probably have a chance to moan about things that have happened this week in wrestling. But at the end of the day, we're doing a live stream, we're watching Mania everything's going to be past tense by that point anyway. So, yeah, we're mm. probably not going to cover this week in wrestling. Yeah, maybe, uh, we'll, we maybe we'll, we'll be talking just, about it on the live stream. Yeah, maybe, you know, to your point then, maybe we'll just chat about some of the stuff that happened the previous week, like the takeover results and stuff as this part thing, of the all, live stream. Bar and takeover, it's all build up to Mania. So the mm. thing that most of it's going to naturally be talked about as the matches setting up. And be like, mm. oh, can you believe... Can you believe uh, Cesaro mentioned swings again seven times? <laughs> Crazy. You know, um, weirdly, SmackDown's probably going to be the most talkable because they're having the um, the Andre Battle Royal on there, aren't they? Yeah. It's they the, the Andre one, yeah. yeah. Um, they're having that, so, they're having the, you know, the tag that's titles. That's a bit of a strange... Oh, yeah, they are. So that's a bit of a strange call, but that's what's happening. So that's probably going to be the most talkable because that's basically like Mania Light, isn't it, really? Mania Light. The Mania. The Mania's so big, they have to put it over three nights, but not call it. Mania, they just call it SmackDown. Pretty much, even though we've only got seven yeah. matches per night. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, either way, it'll work out. Join us on the live stream for the next podcast, basically. Pretty <laughs> much. Join us on the live stream, which will be on Sunday, WrestleMania night two. Um, don't know what time I'm going to kick off. Maybe, maybe like 11 o'clock British time. Well, I was um, going to say 11 o'clock British time. We're just going to confuse the American fans. Like, <laughs> 11 o'clock Mania British time. Stats. Um, we'll also be doing the draw for our giveaway um, of a WWE t-shirt of your choice uh, from our Instagram competition so we'll be doing that ahead of the coverage Um, and yeah you know if you don't follow us on Instagram get over there follow enter that follow us everywhere else as well on the Tiki Talks the Twitty Twits the Uh, Facey Apes we're very very new to Twitch so you know some followers there would be nice yeah, that actually would be pretty good, to be fair. I mean, we only do every now and again. We're not going to be, like, pestering you with... Yeah, to be fair, K is going live. Used. It's just a handy thing to use for the live streaming, isn't it? So, um, like yeah, you exactly. say, it's going to be for the big four, probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, 
yeah, so make sure you follow us all on there. You know, hopefully we will see you for the live stream. Enter the competition if you haven't done already, and best of luck if you have. And Hell yeah. with that, we will bid you a farewell until WrestleMania night two. And uh yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side, guys. See you all on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> cool. Take it easy, folks. Bye guys. You're watching or listening to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.